Boom, and welcome back to another episode of Civil Discord. Um, I'm back on this episode as I was missing on the last one, but it's perfectly fine. I know Amanda did a great job with our special guest in uh, discussing everything that is happening down in the land down under and and uh, and how not so great it is going for, for certain people. But um, but if you don't know what I'm talking about, just listen back to the previous episode. You will know everything that you need to know about all of those things. But I am one of your hosts, Maurice Jones, and across from me via the great technology that capitalism continues to bring us is Miss Amanda, the Supreme Overlord of Liberty. How are you doing today? Doing well, back in school. Um, I guess last time we we touched base, uh, that last time we recorded, I was all I'd started school again. But yes, mm-hmm. uh, now back in school and uh, quarters kicking off to a great start. So it's it's been it's been good. Uh, we did miss good. you yesterday, but it was it was a good interview. And obviously, it's always good to get information when there are blackouts about certain things. So uh, we covered a lot of really good ground about uh, COVID policy in Australia and what are some regional differences and what can be mm. done. Uh, it was a really good discussion on that as well. So that's good. That's good. That's good. So in anything crazy as far as a uh, school, since it, since it, because um, last time we were on, you had only started one class. Yes. Or so yes. so you, you hadn't been to all your classes, but I feel like you've been on, you've been on school for about two weeks now, full fledged. So nothing crazy going on, no, no kind I'm, of like crazy poach protests, people emailing <laughs> you, you emailing back, nothing like that? Uh, nothing super crazy. Um, you know, there are some people, there are some people who acknowledge that the masking is, is ridiculous. There's, there's a mask mandate. There are other people who, you know, I, I think a lot of times you see some uh, elitism coming into play with wanting undergrads to to either be masked or feeling or acting like undergrads are these vectors of disease Mm. just in general. I I feel like if you are going to just think of undergrads as carriers of disease and, and verminesque, maybe teaching is not right for you. Um, (laughs) Like, honestly, I mean, some people don't like people and right. maybe don't teach. I, I I don't know what else to tell you. Maybe don't pursue a, a career that will that will require you to be in a petri dish all the time, both when you are yep. learning to do it and also when you are doing it. Exactly. Um, but I love it. And in fact, one of my classes is mixed level with undergrads. And those are always my favorite classes. As an undergrad, right. I love them with uh, the upperclassmen and with the grad students. And as a grad student, um, all I, I've learned so much from undergrads. So it's really great to have uh, to have mixed level classes. It's so, always good. It. It's always good. I, I, I will say teaching is literally a cesspool of, <laughs> of, of sicknesses all across oh, the place. Yeah. Like, I I don't know if you can quite hear it. My voice is not fully functioning to, as as to where it's supposed to be. But I feel like this past week I've literally been under the weather, um, sinuses, throat issues. Like it's been constant, mm-hmm. constant, constant things. I'm like, and I'm literally thinking like it's probably because I'm hanging around a bunch of kids all day. Yeah, might be. We're you know they're coming from one place to another, and I'm I'm literally around roughly a hundred and. 160 students in close quarters on a mm-hmm. daily basis, walking in their bubble, talking to them as close to them as possible. Um, that's 
so we're there is no social distancing, especially when you got a class full of thirty students. Oh wow! Um, in a in a small room. Um, so, but I will say that it is very rewarding because I enjoy working with people. I enjoy yeah. talking to people. I enjoy I enjoy people. If I did not like people, I probably wouldn't teach. Like there. it's pretty straightforward. So it's yeah. so, so one of the risks that I assume as far as sickness is concerned. Yeah. But it's all good. But I will say this. So I do teach a course. It's called Money Matters. And it is it's a great course. I get to teach kids as far as how to handle budgets and how to make sure that their money is okay and prepare them for the future and not to be in crippling debt when they graduate high school, even when they graduate college and so forth, preparing them for the right things. Um, I wish everybody in the U.S. government was able to take this class. (laughs) You teach them not to be like the U.S. government. That's great. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, and Amanda and I were actually discussing in the pre-show something that I had done. And so I, I brought up the U.S. debt clock to show these 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 year old kids. And uh, I, if you don't know the, what the U.S. debt clock is, usdebtclock.org, I believe is what it is. Um, just Google U.S. debt clock. You can pull it up and, it'll, and, and you will actually be able to see real time what the U.S. debt is, is, is doing. Mm-hmm. Now, I pulled this up. Most of the kids had no idea, but they were shocked when I told them that uh, the U.S. is 28, it's like $28.8 trillion in debt. Um, to its citizens, to other countries, and so forth. But there, I, I have for for a while now, at least for the past week or so that I've actually been looking at it, I will say there is one good thing that has been happening with the U.S. debt. The deficit has been going down mm. over the past, I'm, I want to say maybe about a month or so. So we are actually below three a $3 trillion deficit. Just throwing that out there. Now, <laughs> supposed to get higher. Don't worry. <laughs> it, it'll get there. It'll get there. But um, I just want to U.S. debt clock for, for for those of you guys who have not seen it, know or or understand what what it is. I brought it up because it's a good it's a good example of a budget. It's very detailed. Tells you where all your money's going. You know how many people in your household. But it's a poor example. One because they're not taking my class, and two because they are spending way more than what they I can say it on this podcast. They're spending way more than what they steal from people. So uh it's not a good not a good example in that. So I, what is actually happening with this whole debt ceiling and 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 so forth going on? What's going on? Well what's going on first of all is that and we go through this, it's like a it's it's a little ritual. It's an annual ritual. It's like a rain dance, you know, when the harvest time comes we all get together and we have an argument about how we're running out of money, um, like any responsible country does. And uh, <laughs> then people go back and forth and say, well, I'm not going to raise the debt ceiling. And then other people come in and say, well, then we'll shut down the government. And then sometimes they do and sometimes they don't because they're going to say that they're going to blame someone and they're going to blame someone else. And then it's a, usually Republicans get blamed because Republicans still um, are re- reputed to be the party of fiscal responsibility <laughs> allegedly allegedly, allegedly. Um, but they do maybe a little bit better than the democrats or at least they hide the ball a little bit better so they usually get right. blamed for shutting down the government when it happens and so we were having this you know annual ritual again and uh mitch mcconnell 
uh, decided that he, yes, yeah, just Mitch, Mitch McConnell decided that uh, he would, in fact, be uh, raising the debt ceiling temporarily, but not uh, in December. So it, he kind of, he, he struck a little bit of a, of a bargain, I guess, although it's not really clear at this point what he got in return. Um, but he said that, okay, he would temporarily agree to raise the debt ceiling, and then we're going to do this again in December because it's going to be a nice little holiday present. We get to go through the entire thing again, and maybe the government actually will shut down. And this, you know, it, it always makes me gleeful to think about, even though I know that when the government shuts down, it doesn't really shut down, and I still right. have people, like, trying to monitor my life, but I like to pretend. Um, <laughs> so I like to fantasize, oh, what if it really did? Yes. So that is uh, part of what's going on with, uh, with the debt ceiling is we had this temporary, um, you know, we, we're going to temporarily extend and kick the can down the road a little bit. And the big question on everyone's mind is, did McConnell fold on the debt ceiling or is this a more strategic move? Because, I don't know, maybe when this comes up again, it's a little bit closer to elections or to the, to, you know, to the midterms, um, we can continue to, you know, to harvest leverage from the Dems. I don't, I don't, and I say we, I'm not a Republican, <laughs> um, but by we, I mean like inhabiting that mindset. Well, right. What do you think? Was, was, this a, was this a strategic move or was it a blunder? Um, I, so I, I definitely feel like everything that, that Mitch McConnell, um, does is very strategic, um, as far as whether it's, I want to look like I'm tough on debt ceiling right now because elections are getting ready to come up. Campaigning is getting ready to start, start revamping. And we as a party have got to look like we are fiscally responsible and we care about the debt and we care about this debt ceiling. And we want to make sure that we don't spend more than what, than what we have coming in and so forth. Um, so I, I, I think it is very strategic. Now, I think he's going to, I think just because he has an R to his name, next to his name, and, and, and he is who he is, he's going to fool a lot of people into thinking that he's not going, to, that the Senate is not going to raise the debt ceiling, that this is going to be, more of a government shutdowns, the, the government shutdowns that we had under Trump and not the government shutdowns that we had under Obama, which most of them were last maybe a couple of days or so. Whereas the one under Trump, I want to say the longest time was roughly about three, four weeks or something like that. I was working and, in D.C. at the time. The roads uh -huh. were so clear. I was, I was like, can we just do this all the time? <laughs> this yes. is great. Yeah. Yes. I, I, and, and, and I. I, I love it, but I don't. Um, I love it because, I mean, if, if this is what it takes to, to, to shut people, to shut the government down, then by all means, I'm for it. Now, I do understand that people's lives are actually impacted by this. Mm -hmm. Like People's livelihoods are impacted. My dad was in the military for close to 20 years. The first time that this government shutdowns like truly started taking, a pl taking place in 2000, uh, 2012, 2013, um, I will say I was living next to an army base. And so I know and understand that when the government shuts down, that these people don't get paid, that they don't, they're not, they're not able to provide for their families and they're in the military. So I get that a lot of people's lives are, are, are impacted by this. So I, I don't take these things very lightly, even though I can say, oh my gosh, yes, like government shut down, ha 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 ha. 
but people like I mean you're you're playing with people's lives here. So like mm-hmm. the government is not a light switch that you can turn on and off and nobody be affected. So um but I will say that I, I I do think that that Mitch McConnell is he's playing the games as he always does. He's trying to come out looking like he's he's great and he's tough. He's tough on the economy. And we're trying to get back to where we go. And Joe Biden is doing a horrible job of the economy. So we as Republicans, we have to make sure that everything is going to go great. And we've got to protect the, the economy because we had it great under Trump and he's just ruining it. And he's only been in office for less than a year. You know, like I that is in two years. I'm sorry. In a year, you will start hearing these during the midterms. This is exactly what you'll hear. You know, we got to make sure this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. We got to protect the economy. Biden's Biden's bound the economy. And this is the start of that, at least for a lot of the the major R players as far as the House and the Senate go. Yeah, I, I, I agree that because I'm I'm thinking now that there are some off year elections coming up. It would look very bad for Republicans, uh, you know, to be blamed for a shutdown with right. these elections just around the corner. Um, I get texts, by the way, I'm not a Virginia voter and I'm also never voted Democrat. I have only ever gotten texts from Virginia Democrats and I've like get about like, I've gotten maybe 10 in the past week trying to get me to vote for the Democrat. I'm like, I, there is no way that this could even legally happen. Um, (laughs) but perhaps that's not your concern friends. Um, yeah, so it, it would, it wouldn't look good. You know, the other thing, the, the Democrats could retaliate in the, in the midterms if, if they're going to be blamed for fiscal irresponsibility by saying, but look at all of these great things that we got passed in this beautiful infrastructure bill that has also uh, come up quite a bit the past, I guess, several weeks. They, they've been just kicking it back and forth. And mm. there are a lot of provisions in this bill that are outright harmful uh, and in particular harmful to the people that I think we all want to be helped and we all want to lift up uh, Mm -hmm. economically. Um, This is the bill that is putatively going to pay for itself. I don't know what to tell anyone except for the fact that there is not really a such thing as revenue generating government spending. It's, it just doesn't happen. When you take money from someone and then you give it to a middleman, the government, who then gives it to another middleman, usually contractors who are contracted with the government, that tell them how to spend it and usually it's to help their own interests. Right. That's cronyism, by the way. It's a corruption of capitalism. Uh, It always drives up the price. So even if these things are net goods, Getting them in this way, like transportation, you know, all, all of these great things, all these great perks, having them done in this way is not going to be as efficient as allowing the market to provide for them. Um, that's my libertarian soapbox. But some of these <laughs> measures, you know, are just completely, uh, are, are just outrageous. So part of the issue is because... <laughs> Because um, we need to collect so much tax revenue, we actually need to increase the amount of money that we're 
taking from people to give to the people who make sure that they're paying the right amount of money. So part of this, part of this, uh, this bill is dedicated to helping to increase funding for the IRS, which I know everyone loves. Um, everyone's favorite government agency, the IRS, in particular by monitoring cryptocurrency exchanges in a really kind of vague way, um, which is not going to help. they need to do that. Yeah, not going to help tech developers, especially not going to help, um, you know, people who are looking to have renewable currency, you know, environmentally sustainable currencies, which, which a lot of these are. Um, and also by monitoring transactions uh, on peer-to-peer payment platforms like Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, if if these transactions are greater than $600, do you know who's making payments and receiving payments of or greater than? And I don't even think it's, it's, it's at one time, it's total, right. greater than $600. These are people in the service industry who are getting tips yep. on Venmo. These are people who are subletting their apartments. Yep. And they're students and they're subletting for the summer. And then, I mean, I did this a couple of years ago and, and you're paying rent through Venmo. Right. This is not, the, these are not the, the, the billionaires that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's t- dress wants to tax. This is, <laughs> this is directly harming the working class. Um, we're also, by the way, in case anyone was interested, we're going to be paying for a study about whether it would be a good idea to tax people based on the miles that they drive. So we're not taxing them yet. We're just taxing people to pay for a study to see if we should tax people. Here, you can pay me and I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. You'll get less of it. Yeah. You'll, like, like, yeah. It's, it's, you're not going to get the money that you say you are because you want to know what's going to happen now people will really start carpooling so instead of because you 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 will assume that oh we have this many people on the road because it's what your study will find out I, i'll tell you exactly what's going to happen before you get there okay your study will find out you know what in the city of houston we have roughly 2.5 million million people on the road each and every day so if each one of those continues to drive then what we'll do is we'll tax them this particular rate and this particular miles, and then well, here we go. And then all of a sudden, you go from two and a half million people driving to a million people driving. Why? Because I'm not paying that tax. And I got somebody who's along the way. Hey, you know what? Waze even has a carpool thing. People start using that. People say, oh, carpool? Waze? Yes. Save me some money on this break, that break. That's what'll happen. You won't get the revenue that you're supposed to be getting. You want to know what else? It'll probably cost you more to do the study than what I, than the revenue than the I mean, I'm sorry revenue quote unquote that you will generate from uh, that you will steal from people because they're driving on your roads. Okay, this is why when everybody brings up the roads argument, I get so frustrated because you you laid it out perfectly in the very beginning. You were giving money to a middleman. The government does not build your stupid roads. They don't. They pay somebody else to do it. Like literally, they pay somebody else to do it. That's just this. That's that is exactly like you saying, you know what? I need a plumber for my house. You know what, government? Can you go find me a plumber 
And then so you pay the government twenty dollars an hour to go find you a to find you a plumber. The plumber that they send sucks because they only charge five dollars an hour and they keep that excess fifteen dollars an hour and go spend it on other useless stuff like studies on if plumbers are okay or studies of lizards walking on treadmills or whatever the case may be because they say hey we can make a quick buck and use your money somewhere else and it's stupid and then you get mad because your plumber comes and he does it and you know what he does he makes your drain worse than what it was when he left it. That's exactly what the government does. That's how this process works. And you know what, government? I just saved you a crap ton of money. So you don't have to do it anymore. I know you're listening. Don't do the study. Pay me my $1 million. That's a tenth of what you were going to spend. And we'll be fine. And we'll move on. Y'all can kick rocks. Like, it's really that simple. I don't know. It's that simple. I will say, though, if it were literally people in Congress who are building my roads, I would 100% fork up. I mean, just, just, just because like, I would love to see Nancy Pelosi build my road for me. That would bring me joy. Exactly. Um, well, what exactly. else? The other thing that's going to happen here is that, okay, let's say we implement a, a per mile tax. I live in the People's Republic of California. People's Republic of California has exorbitantly high tax rates for a number of reasons, one of which has to do with the regulations about how fuel has to be conditioned. So like, you can't just import fuel directly from from another area or another state. You could not sell fuel that you can sell in Nevada, in California. So that's one thing. And if... All of the reasons that you're thinking about why that is, yes, you're correct. It's like all of, <laughs> yes. Um, but so this makes, this has made gas about uh, $5 a gallon for the past. That's ridiculous. For the past, it's been a little bit less than a year. Now, um, I've got two spots near my apartment and I usually either walk or take the bus. Fortunately, I'm able to. I've got two spots near my apartment where gas is a little bit under $5. And I have never gone to one of those gas stations. First of all, I've never bought more than a quarter tank of gas in the last year. This is just, it's, it's extreme. I've never gone to one of those gas stations and had there be a, a line that was less than 10 or 15 minutes long. Because everyone wants to go to these, four, yeah, four ninety five versus five twelve. Absolutely. If, if you know, I'm, I'm filling up. So what happens is that the people who can afford to work from home will, and the people yep. who have the nice cushy jobs, the people who the dress wants to tax, uh, can work from home and not have to pay this. Or if they do have to drive, it doesn't really affect them so much because they're extremely wealthy. The people who are working at LAX, shuffling bags to and from a car and, and to and from the conveyor belt, but can't afford to live right by LAX, so they have to drive and the people who have to take public transport and there's not a direct route for public transport from where they live to where they work. These are the people who are making, who are making very low amounts of money. Mm-hmm. These are the people who are going to get hurt by this. Oh, and if they raise the minimum wage, then these are the people who are also going to get laid off and hurt by this. Yep. So sure. this, this is what a, a vehicle or sorry, a per mile driven tax will do. So yeah, I'll also, uh, Maurice and I will split that that money uh, for the study. <laughs> we'll give it back to you, the people. Um, exactly. So we only have like a couple middlemen here. Right. 
there, there is one thing. I'm not sure that if, if it's in this bill or not, the infrastructure bill. But I do, I, I do want to touch on this because I, because I, I, I feel like a lot of people are waking up to how bad these bills actually are, and so uh, it's people within the black community. I see it a lot. They they are realizing that Joe Biden is actually rescinding how much he's funding historically black colleges across the country. Now, for me, the if that's that's less money that people are spending, then okay. But I will say this: the man is cutting the spending from forty-five billion dollars to two billion dollars, and people are furious. And yeah, I'm like, feel that. Yeah. thank you. Like, yes. And 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 these are people who dur- during the election were out here tap dancing for Joe Biden. Joe Biden this, Joe Biden that, this, that, and the other, you know, and this is what his this is what a Joe Biden administration is gonna do. And yada yada yada. And and then you would hear, you know, your 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 Trump supporters say, Well, you know, Donald Trump has fully funded historically black colleges to where they don't have to come back and continue asking for money on a yearly basis and so forth. And I love historically black colleges. I do support them. Um, my child may or may not go to them, depending on which one they they, they so choose. And well, they may go to them. I may not pay for them, depending on which one they so choose, because I'm not paying for stupid educations. But I will say this: um, like like I love what they are. I love what they stand for. The 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 history. I know it's in the name, but where where they come from and and just just how how they originated. And where they are today, I mean, it's great. But for for people to for for the black community specifically to wake up and realize, like, man, these politicians don't really truly don't really care about us. And that's what people say. It's like there's one guy who's he. I don't follow him on TikTok, but he always pops up, and I make sure he pops up because he definitely does not agree with anything that I believe. But he keeps me on my toes because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is what this is what you guys are are spouting today. So I know I know how to combat all these arguments and so forth. And he was talking about, hey, I think we just got played. And I was just like, yes, congratulations. You played yourself like that's literally what just happened. And so when when you look at these bills and 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 people think like, oh, my gosh, like this is supposed to help us out. This is supposed to help us out. Like this is supposed to we're taxing the rich. We, you know, we are taxing the wealthy. We, we have all these things you know, as far as per miles and so forth. And it's one of those things of like, I mean, like you just said, wealthy people don't have to worry about this. They don't. This is a money. I mean, like, like this is an issue that money can solve. And taxing, taxing is is just that it's an issue that money can solve. The more money you have, the, the, the more you are able to get around specific taxes because of how you donate and how you set things up. And it's all purely legal. Unless you're in that, uh, um, unless you do things like the politicians do and have all these these illegal offshore accounts to where they don't spend money on what what are those those are they called the Panama Papers or something like yeah. that that just dropped. Yeah. Um, we may dive into that next episode because I found that hilarious. Like all right, all these crazy politicians who are trying to tax everybody are trying to hide their money because anyway. But uh, but that being said, they don't worry about these things. Um, for the most part. Why? Because they can pay somebody enough to get around this. Oh, you know what I can do? I can set up this legally and then I won't have to pay taxes on this and this. And this is where they can cut their costs. I cannot do that. Now, granted, I 
I hate taxes enough to study them and figure out how I can get around things. But I cannot I like I cannot go to a professional tax accountant and these lawyers who own retainer cost one hundred thousand dollars or so to, to do all these things in order to in order to to get around this per mile tax. Mm-hmm. You know, I will figure out a way. I'm, I'm a teacher. Hey, we making everybody we making everybody go virtual. Everybody's going virtual, yeah. working from home. You're not you're learning from home. That's going to suck. I mean, I won't do that. I, I will be vehemently opposed to that. But that is what happens. And you end up hurting the people who you claim to protect each and every single each and every time. That's what happens. This whole idea of of like, oh, well, we're just going to hurt these companies. No, you want to know what they do. They pass on that that cost to the to consumers, to people. That's what they do. You're taxing this company. They're going. Somebody says this all the time. And and, and I, I love these guys. Have you ever bought a plane ticket? Buy a plane ticket and see the fees that they are charging you. They lay out the fees mm-hmm. right there as clear as day. You, you, I buy a flight for Southwest. Flight the flight to Nashville cost me 120 bucks. Flight back cost me 130 bucks. I'm like, okay, 250 dollars plus some sales tax. I'll do that. Nope, I got fee after this, fee after this. That 250 dollars. Turns out to be three hundred dollars before my sales tax, because and it says government fees. Like it literally states all these. When you go and you book a hotel, same process. They literally show you what tax you have to pay. So they don't pay that; you pay that. It's that's literally how this process works. And for some reason, people just think that these companies are paying it and that they will pay it, and that you're not going to have to deal with it, and you are. I just, I, I, when it comes to debt spending and when it comes to these bills, it makes no sense to me. What country, I'm sorry, every country, what company or what person who, when they show they cannot continue to pay on whatever debt they have, they just say, oh, you know what? Let me borrow another hundred thousand. This is, this is literally what the U.S. government is doing with these bills and this debt ceiling. You're in debt. Let me break it down for everybody. Let's say you're in debt $100,000. You only make $50,000 a year. You're in debt $100,000. So you're you're spending $100,000 a year. You go to your bank and you say, hey, I'm in debt $100,000. Can I borrow another $200,000? Your bank will look at you like you're stupid. Like, no, you can't afford to pay what you're doing now. That is literally what the government is doing. They're saying, we're in debt $28 trillion. Can we raise this debt ceiling some more so we can spend some more money so I can have more, more of this? That's literally what's happening. And people are okay with it. I I do not understand why this makes any sense to anybody at all. Because, because you can't do it. I can't do it in real life. So why does the government get to do it? It should go without saying we're paying interest on this too. Yes. It's, it's not like, yes. it's, yeah, it's, it's not an interest free loan. I, I, so the CBO took a look at this um, and actually said that despite the, the claims that this will pay for itself, which is just like, I, I love that. I, I, I want to use that for everything. I really do. Like, for even itself. for non-monetary things, just like Amanda, <laughs> did you, did you finish that paper? I mean, the paper really wrote it, writes itself. So I'm not really right. going to, you know, did you do the reading? Well, the reading really is, it's, it's the kind of reading that reads itself. Exactly. So I don't, anyhow, the, the CBO looked at this 
um, found that over the next 10 years, it would actually increase the federal budget deficit by about $256 billion. Um, I'm not Which sure. Which is a drop in the budget. Adjusted. Yeah, <laughs> that's adjusted for inflation, but yeah. That's, that, that is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. But on a lighter note, and I don't know how, if you, if you fly, um, I don't know how much of a lighter note this is for you. You're going to increase those fees even more. Yeah. <laughs> Something else driving up the costs. Right. But if you fly, um, I will say, uh, there, if, if, if you have been in on any form of like Twitter or if you were trying to fly out of in and out of Florida over the past few days or so, you may have noticed something. And by notice something, I mean, you may have noticed that you can't do it. You can't mm-hmm. fly. Flights are being literally canceled. I, I, I want to say that there were there were how many? I don't know exactly how many flights were canceled, but I think they said like almost all flights in and out of Florida for for southwest did not fly because this is and, yeah and this is not even just um th- these are people walking off due to uh vaccine mandates and this is not just flight attendants and and pilots this is now air traffic yes. um so obviously it's incredibly unsafe to take off and land if you don't have atc uh, so these so these employees at these airports are leaving, um, and flights in Florida had to be grounded. Um, this is the sort of thing that we're seeing in hospital systems. You know, I don't I don't want to dwell too too much on this because it makes my blood boil. But th- this this speech that Biden gave about how yes, well, you know, we we had all these people quit uh, because of the vaccine mandates, but now the good news is everyone who's working is vaccinated. Like, I. Well, most of the people now you're overwhelmed. Most of the yeah, exactly. Now, now we're going to have overwhelmed hospitals because we don't have employees, Um, and we'll get blamed on COVID. It'll be fantastic. Most of these people walked off too. Have had COVID. They were heroes this time last year. What what changed except for you wanted more power and you wanted people to play by your rules and get the immunity that you like and not the immunity that they have. Right. Um, so yes, there, there was a, a walk off or a walkout, um, in Jacksonville, uh, ATC walked out last night over the vaccine mandate, shut the whole airport down. And this was not reported over, uh, 650 flights have been canceled so far. And uh, this seems to be ongoing. This is again, one of those things that you can really only find on a social media platform. Um, cause it's right. not really getting reported elsewhere. Uh, I don't know. It might be being reported on Fox or Newsmax. I don't watch that crap. I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't either. Never work in this town again. Um, so, yeah, there's there's not much discussion of it. But this is the sort of thing that if it goes on for long enough, regardless of whether there's media discussion, it's going to be obvious. People will know. People will know if, if there's, you know, if there. You, there are no, there are no restaurant staff. There, people will know if there are no hospital staff. People will know if their flights are randomly getting canceled. I mean, people are going right. to realize this, and especially with employment still so sluggish and so below what it should be. Honestly, 
And then on top of all this, we've got uh, talk about interest rates going up, which would be a good thing. I don't know if they'll actually do it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the economy is, is not doing well. This is the last thing that we need right now. And this, is, right. this just comes from an inability to choose one's battles. Trump did this. Trump was just as stubborn um, as, as anyone in this administration is being right now. Uh, the only difference is, uh, you know, there's, there are less outrageously vitriolic tweets, although I don't know. It's, we're, we're getting there. Um, right. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, this is, this is utterly ridiculous. I mean, it, even I, I, when I, when I first heard about this, I was, I was like, there was just this glee in my, in my, in, in my body because like, I, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I think people are realizing how much power they actually have. Yeah. And this is probably one of the most, what's the word, croniest industries um, that we have outside of healthcare is, is, um is, is the airline industry. And so if all these people are walking off, whether they're pilots, flight attendants, and and I, I want to say I, I think the tweets that we had in the um, in the uh, were air traffic, in, 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 yeah, in, in, in the um, in the in the show notes that we had, um, the, the well, it was air traffic controllers. They haven't even touched pilots yet. Yet, like the pilots say, like like you haven't even seen the worst because once the pilots start walking off because they're planning on doing it, like it it'll be just that much worse. I mean, it's, it's, this is going to be nuts and I'm ready for it. I think once people are truly going to stand up and realize how much power they have as an employee, the, which is, which is crazy because the left talks about this all the time. When they talk about their socialism, they want to say, I want to make sure the employees get to own the business and the employees, this and employees that, well, Hey, Here's your chance to really show how much power you actually have. And so when when you realize the power that you have as an employee and you are close to irreplaceable because of your skill set, this is what capitalism breeds. You realize like, okay, I can negotiate my 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 thing. The, the left the left hates negotiation when it comes to your your pay and your benefits and and raises and so forth. But now all of a sudden when um but in in this in this situation like here's what you're doing you're you are literally negotiating the terms and saying no i'm not i'm not agreeing to your to to your forced your forced vaccination partly because either one i don't agree with it um two it gets against my religion and even then they don't grant a religious exemptions to everybody Mm -hmm. um or it's uh you know hey i've already had covid so i had this natural immunity and so forth the the workers Air traffic controllers, pilots, flight attendants, like, heck, TSA can just walk off the job and I'll be fine with that. But even people at TSA, like, once you realize, like, once you realize that you can walk off the job and that it is hard for them to replace you and you have increased your negotiating power, man, that goes a long way. You can negotiate for it. That's what unions do. They go on strike. If you, I mean, if, if you, if there are any sports fans, like every so often, every time a collective bargaining agreement is up, that league typically goes on strike. They they miss a they they miss a few portions of the of the season or whatnot because they want higher pay, they want this, they want that, and so forth. So like I I'm not the biggest fan of unions, 
Okay, but when it when it comes to that stuff, sometimes they do be doing their jobs as far as pr pr protecting some workers. Unions aren't necessarily all bad, um, but yeah. I, th that's topic for a different day. But I will say, kudos to the airline industry workers. Keep it up. You're you have a special place in my heart now, especially Southwest, because I typically fly Southwest and they're canceled all their flights. So um, kudos to you guys. Keep up the great work. Do not stop the fighting. Don't be like Andrew Wiggins and give up. Continue fighting. Be it, like Kyrie Irving, even though I don't like him. Be like Kyrie, though. Yeah, sports ball. Um, yeah, if, 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 if Democrats, I, I, I do podcast, yes, <laughs> um, I, you know, if, if Democrats really are for worker empowerment, uh, they, they would not be punishing you for choosing not to receive a medical treatment. Uh, they would not choose to fire you for and I, Democrats, Republicans, whoever, if, if you support worker empowerment, then you support not firing people because they choose not to have a particular treatment. Um, right. especially when it's a treatment that's available to everyone and anyone who wants it can receive it and will have their immunity increased by a heck of a lot. Um, so it, yeah, it, it's, it, it really gives the lie to a lot of this worker empowerment stuff. I think it's such a great point. Definitely. Definitely. So, well, we don't want to beat that too much because again, uh, social media talks about it. You won't hear this on the news. And again, like a man, I don't watch the whole news, Mac, Fox News, um, OAN, any of those. I I don't even watch the CNNs or the MSNBCs of the world or whatnot. I typically stick within my podcast realms, typically on YouTube is where I want. And believe it or not, TikTok. TikTok's a good spot okay, because I catch right. what's trending. We move on. We make that happen. Okay. So, um, but so last thing that, that, that we want to discuss, uh, was apparently, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, uh, a few episodes back, we, we talked about the, um, the lady who ran into, I can't remember their names. Their, their last um, name was both Cooper, which was funny. So yes. Amy Cooper and Christian Cooper. Yes. Yes. So they, th their lovely run in in New York at Central Park with calling the cops on the dog and, 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 and all this other kind of stuff. And um, Camille Foster, right? I think it's, yes. I'm yep, sure Camille Foster. Yes. Again. Good old Camille, who does the great, who's a great, 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 I, I want to say investigative journalist and gets down to the nitty gritty with everything. Uh, we had another situation to where, yeah. in short, a white woman told a black man that you need to stay in your hood, go back to your hood whatever the case may be. And of course, that's all that anybody talked about. So that's the great, all that anybody talked about. And the then, great thing. Oh, sorry, go on. <laughs> no, no, well, go ahead. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Well, so the first thing to know is that this, this actually took place at a park called McCarran Park, which is too perfect. Um, right. So that was wonderful. Evidently there was, uh, uh, and, uh, not a fight as in a, you know, a physical fight, but there was a, a verbal altercation between a white woman and a black man. Now this, this black man also happens to have a history of, um, of using his platform, I will say, uh, to allege various racial slights. Um, and, and just in general to, to kind of stir controversy, he 
tried to get Airbnb to refund a stay because he said that there was satanic uh, satanic material, satanic paraphernalia in his Airbnb. Um, he has posted a few times, he posted a photo, this was a, a little while ago, posted a photo of a, someone with their feet up on a plane and, and, and tried to stir outrage by saying, well, this could never happen. If you were black, you would get in trouble for this. Um, he took a picture of a car. So like, he didn't film any of this, like, but he, he took a picture next to a car and said that this white person just came by and asked me what I was doing next to my car and, and if I belong here. So he has a history. Um, and he got into this verbal altercation with a white woman who, uh, who apparently his dog was misbehaving or was not being very friendly uh, he alleges that this was the wrong dog uh, due to various eyewitness reports. It seems like it was, in fact, his dog, which, okay, it's fine. Dogs can be, you know, dogs can be dogs. Right. So she, at one point, in in fact, they never caught this on tape, but she admitted to saying this um, on, on tape, on, on the footage that was released. She apparently told him, uh, stay in your hood. And this this made him very upset. Not the best thing to say, um, given given the climate. But he, the thing that was not mentioned and was reported to the reporters who who were, who were breaking the story, they chose not to run this immediately before she said, "Stay in your hood." It had been disclosed that he was in fact from a different, also wealthy neighborhood. So. Stay in your hood was not because she had made this guess. She had assumed that he wasn't from there. It was because he literally told her that they're new, they're, that they don't typically come to this dog park. Uh, she confirmed this. In fact, I think he had also confirmed it to the, to the reporter who broke the story, um, but chose not to run that material. And then there was also a witness who who confirmed that they that he, this man and his fiance had had. Um, had mentioned this. So it was honestly like, you know how at the very end of the Me Too, well, I mean, I shouldn't say end of the Me Too era, but there were all these Me Too allegations and then some of them became a little bit, they, they seemed a little bit um, sketchier. Mm. This seems like when people started to lose faith um, or, or give Me Too a little bit less credibility when they would just come out with all these allegations, like, oh, someone hugged me and it was assault. Right. Um, it, it seems to have provoked that kind of reaction. I'm seeing much less of an immediate outrage, especially now that this new stuff has come out again. Camille is the one who, who found out that, uh, that it was disclosed. He wasn't from this mm -hmm. area. Um, it's, it's just, you know, I, I don't know. It was it was one of those moments that I thought, you know, here we go again. But it seems like people are maybe taking a slightly more critical eye to this, which is mm -hmm. which is good. Unfortunately, the woman was very abruptly fired from her job because of this, which seems like incredible overkill. And mm. um, I I certainly you know don't don't support that. But yeah, it was it was interesting to see the the fallout from that and the fallout from the fallout. Right, and it's it's. It just goes to show how much of a of a how much of a reactive culture we have. 
we assume that we get the full story in this whatever the max of two minutes was a two minutes and 15 seconds on Twitter mm-hmm. is the longest that we can go. Um, the longest we get on on TikTok, I think is three minutes, but nobody posts a three minute video about tirades and so forth. It's always simply short. The longest platform is YouTube and Facebook and nobody watches the whole thing on, on YouTube and Facebook. What they do is they go down to the comments they look at for somebody who did timestamps and they look at specific timestamps to figure things out. And they never, and we as a culture, I, I say this cause this is what I do. This is what exactly what I do. When I see something, I'm like, you know what? I'm not sitting here watching 30 minutes of this. I won't listen to this ignorance or whatnot. Just let me look them up. Let me go to the comments. Somebody who's a real MVP is going to give me the timestamps. And then we go over there. Now, if that timestamp just doesn't make any sense, then I'll go back, you know, one, two, three minutes or so forth. But I don't I myself will will never get the full context of anything. But that being said, I typically don't comment on anything because I never get the full context. I don't cast judgment on anybody or anything because of that. Now, like you said, should she have said go back to your hood or, you know, stay in your hood or whatever? No, she should. Like who uses those words? Like that's not in anybody's natural vocabulary unless you're a gang banging. Like that is it. Like you ain't from this, like, like this ain't your hood. Stay in your like, like that's those are people who use that. Not no offense, uppity white women who live in New York City. Like they don't use that vernacular. But I will or they don't use that verbiage. But I will say in context, which when 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 he says, hey. This is not like I'm I'm not from this neighborhood. And she says, well, go back to your hood. Eh, I guess. Like, I mean, again, she just like just like Miss Cooper, she probably could have used some different wording, but it makes sense. It -hmm. makes sense. Like, like I get it now. People fighting over dog parks and all this, all this dumb interaction over stuff, I think is very trivial, Um, partly because one, you don't know who you're talking to. You you always get these people and this guy who he's always emboldened to make something racial. It's it's, you never one of these days he's going to catch the wrong one and it's not going to end well for him. And that's not a good thing. I'm not I'm not condoning any violence on anybody at all. But that's typically how these things plan out. You catch the wrong one and they don't care. They're not worried about this or that or the other. Maybe they're self-employed and they don't have to worry about the, the repercussions of, of their business because the, the people who they deal with align with their views or they deal with stuff that's, you know, or, or they work internationally or whatever. You catch the wrong one and then something happens and you're 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 knocked out cold on the concrete and he's saying you you messed up. Like this is what this stuff leads to. Because we're always trying to find it. I got you moment. I got you. I got you. I'm trying to go viral. Um, it reminds me of a time I know some a lady walked into Hobby Lobby. This was years ago. But a lady walks into Hobby Lobby. And Hobby Lobby, you know, it's a decorative place. They have fall. Stuff starting to come out. So what do they have? Cotton plants sitting out there like to buy. Because people don't know if you know this. People actually buy these plants and use them for decoration during the fall. Like yeah. it happens. She literally took a picture of it, put it up on Facebook and Twitter, and said, Hobby Lobby, I thought we were past this. Like, took a picture of some cotton. You want to know why? Because everybody's trying to find some sort of racial instance in everything. 
You said back to your hood, that's racist. You put out cotton. I thought we was, you know, why are we over here picking cotton? Like, like we don't have cotton fields right now. I drove by one the other day. Like, this is natural. This stuff, like, I don't get it. Now, we outlawed cotton when we ended, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, cotton, cotton should not exist because slavery ended in 1865, 66. Like, I mean, and now granted that, that went somewhat, I mean, it went viral before going viral was as big as it was now. But, it, I mean, she got an interview. And I'm like, I know the lady. She got an interview and everything. And then she got the backlash that she was expecting to get. That Because I was like, come on now. Like, we can't be doing that. But that was 2004, 2000, I'm sorry, 2014, 2015 is when that happened. And we're, we're five, six years removed. To where now that is just a blip, and that's just like, oh, okay, like that was not an overreaction. This is not an overreaction. Like nothing is an overreaction anymore. Let's take it to the extreme. Extreme. Everybody's racist. Who cares about what happens as far as context goes? We're just going to take it as it is, and it is so frustrating. Wait everywhere I, you, everywhere you look, you see it everywhere. Wait till I tell them about the anti-indigenous violence that's done by selling corn. I mean that's oh. that's really going to oh, make man. a dent in yes. in supermarkets. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Good thing I don't do Believe greens. I mean, I mean, yeah, okay. Well. Yeah, you're 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 very correct. It's and it's just it's people fishing for as as we've discussed there are there are far more significant problems. There are far more significant issues. And I, I feel like sometimes it's the only way that we can feel empowered is by stirring up these small controversies. Right. Um, and, and when in truth, there are a lot more effective and uh, pro-human <laughs> ways to, to empower yes. oneself, um, pro-community ways to empower oneself. Uh, that it, it doesn't, it's, it's not about, you know, petty clicks and likes on, on Twitter that are becoming increasingly transparent. Uh, there, there are significant problems. Unfortunately, we still have, uh, we still have the means to, to discuss them and, and comment on them and, and push back against them. So, yes, definitely. Don't be like these people looking for, looking for any sort of undertones in everything. I, there was something I saw on, on TikTok and it was like, when are we going to start, I can't remember. It was, it was something along the lines of when we're going to start realizing like how racist like a specific song was or something like that. And we're just like, oh, neon, uh, neon moon. Neon moon. Yes. When the, as, as a song, when the sun goes down on my side of town, they literally try to pull racial undertones saying that that song is about a, um, a sundown town. It's just like, no. Oh wow! It's literally, he's literally talking about the sun going down on his part because he got a he, in he's his going hood. through a breakup. The Man. sun goes down in his hood. Yeah, like yeah. So hey, when the sun goes down in my hood to sundown town, and all that's racist. Like oh, it's so frustrating. Anyways, anyways, but hey, but hey, that is it for us on this episode of Civil Discord. Um, thank you guys so much for continuing to listen. We are continuing to see numbers go up. And up and up and up. Um, uh, I don't have any Portuguese for this episode. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I do. I, I I was in Brazil yesterday or last night watching a fight, or at least 
my location via the internet said I was in Brazil. Oh, so, I got so excited for a second. I was like, whoa, okay. No, 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 no. I wish, I wish. But um, uh, everywhere, everywhere that anybody's listening, thank you so much for listening. Please, 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 please. If you feel it is worth it, and I know it is definitely worth it, especially when we use terms like your hood and sundown towns and so forth. And we talk about when we talk like Mitch McConnell and Bernie Sanders, when we do all those things, we are worth five stars. Every bit of those five stars. Please leave us that rating on rating and review on Apple. Um, li- listen, subscribe to us on Spotify, wherever you catch your your your, your podcast. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. Those will always be linked in the show notes as well. And please, please, please share this show with with a family or a friend, whoever you feel needs to hear this, whoever you feel is worthy of listening to our lovely voices coming out from 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 their speakers, which is everybody in the world, because we just want to make sure that we are that we are heard and that we're and, and that we provide civil discord to those who are willing to have it. Um, that is what we're here for. It's what we're trying to do and move forward with it. So we can take over the world. We can change the world one listener at a time. We're taking over the world. You know you know what they say on the Animaniacs, Pinky in the brain. She is definitely the brain. I am definitely Pinky. And we are here every single week to do the same thing that we always want to do. Let's try to take over the world. And leave Sorry. you alone. <laughs> take over the world and leave you alone. Exactly. Take over the world and leave you alone. That's what I, I, I don't know why that doesn't work, but it works for me. So, but until then, do all those things. We'll be back again next week with another episode of Civil Discord. Until then, y'all be easy. Stay fierce.